Guillermo Mash welcoming you to Imagining Community, a grassroots media and civic engagement endeavor sharing stories that make our community imagination sparkle and engage. I'm pleased to have had the opportunity for a conversation with farmer and cultural activist Eric Chisler regarding the fledgling Rock Creek Regenerative Farm Chisler and longtime friend Tony Delgado have broken ground on in the outskirts of North Chico. The setting for our interview was outdoors at Grub CSA Farm in Chico, California, providing a nice texture with the ambient sounds of a working farm, embracing our conversation like soil to a seed. All right, Gamo Mash here for Imagining Community, and I'm really pleased. I'm always pleased to be out at Grub CSA Farm, huh, Eric Chisler? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite places in the world. And what we're going to be talking about today, I'm really excited for Eric and the community at large, but he's starting uh, Rock Creek Regenerative Farm. And before I turn it over to Eric to do a short intro, I just wanted to get some feedback on, on what this means, Eric. On your Facebook page, you have a short, concise description, which I love. A small CSA farm with ecologically informed regenerative practices. Let's elaborate on that. It's hard not to not to address that out without addressing 10,000 years of agriculture and kind of what that agriculture has done to the world and done to the land. Uh, I think one of the most illustrative pieces is uh, when you do soil samples across most of agricultural America, um, you look at the amount of soil organic matter, the organic matter that's found in the soil, and it's 1% or less. A healthy forest ecosystem can be between 11 and 14%, and some really healthy prairie ecosystems can be up to 20, 25%. So there is a lot of life in the soil. And one of the crises we're dealing with now is that life has left the soil, and when life leaves the soil, it leaves everything that grows in the soil. So when I decided that I wanted to try to venture out in my own farming adventure, I wanted to make sure that my primary goal was building the basis for life wherever I landed and stewarding the land by making sure that it mimicked the wisdom of ecology. So when I say regenerative, uh, that 1% soil organic matter and all the losses that go with it requires regeneration and I hope that our practices encourage that and leave lots of room for indigenous wildlife and and flora in with all of the food that we get to make. So what's your background Eric as far as you know being ready to take on a project of this scale? Boy you know by by all rights I I shouldn't be able to do this in in, in the sense that I, I've only farmed for maybe four years, but I've been watching the natural world for a long time and, and wanting to learn how to feed it better. And I've had great tutelage under Lee and Franny here at Grub Farm and uh, uh, Rob Montgomery out at Montgomery Farms in Durham. So um, it's primed me, I think, enough to give it a try. You know, maybe explain what you're the most excited about or maybe a short list. I mean, I guess I have to start with my job at Grub was the first time that I ever felt like I had work that was worth doing, that I didn't want to resist or rebel against or generally find displeasing. So being able to provide food for my community is a good starting point, but being able to 
increase the water retention on the land and do something about the water troubles we're having. Being able to create dense microbial life in a place where, uh, where there was none. Being able to sequester carbon out of the sky after I drive my car and feel like there's some justice in my daily life and some justice for the community in getting fed highly nutritious food that was also feeding the place that the food came from. So let's talk a little bit about this this quote that's on your Facebook page as well mm-hmm. from uh, an elder. I know you spent quite a bit of time with uh, Stephen Jenkinson, but uh, mm-hmm. he puts it pretty concise. He's got a lot of concise quotes. I like <laughs> concise quotes, <laughs> but he was pretty concise. You must learn to feed that which feeds you. How does that relate to you personally in this regenerative farm you're starting? Well, you know, I've been an activist for a while and trying to find the best way forward. And uh, and there are, there are lots of restorative actions that are necessary in the world. But there's principles to life that make it to where you don't have to be in restoration and recovery and savior mode all the time. And the central principle to life is anything that feeds you, if you don't feed it, it will stop feeding you. And that basis for all beautiful things to happen in this wild biological world needs to have champions, needs to have people who are willing to look at a consumptive society and say, your consumption is eroding the fabric of all relationships between all beings. And it's as simple as buying a carrot from the right place to start to do the good work of restoring that relationship with the world. I just love buying the grub carrots. Yeah. Right? A lot of them are, are misformed. They're different colors. You wouldn't find them in a supermarket, but they're as good a carrot as I've had. Yeah. I love the ones that look like they're running. <laughs> like they're running. That's like they have favorite. legs. Yes. And they're running. You had three main, I'm calling them pillars, but you had three main pillars, but let's, let's talk about them. I'll name them all three of them, and then we can go in order. But this Rock Creek Regenerative Farm is uh, based upon no-till practices, retaining water, and fair share. Let's let's talk about those three, starting with the no-till practice. The history of agriculture and the history of the destruction of ecologies around the world starts with tilling, with digging up the earth um, in order to make prime farmland. Uh, and there are lots of consequences that emanate out from that practice. And um, the number one of those consequences is reduced biodiversity in the soil, because when you till the soil you break up all of the little spaces in between the dirt clods where all of the microorganisms and worms and everything else live so having no-till practices one creates a safe habitat for all of those little helpers and two all of that organic matter that goes into the soil is coming from the sky when you have a plant emerge from the ground, all the all of the data that came with it was in that tiny little seed, but all the carbon that makes the plant is pulled out of the sky through the photosynthetic cycle. So when you don't till, that carbon stays in the ground. And we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to keep as much carbon in the ground as possible. So keeping that, that carbon in the ground and the no-till pro- practices is, is germane to being able to retain water. Why don't you talk a little bit about the the basis of the farm and its ability to increase the, the soil's ability to retain water? So I came across this just astounding statistic when I was watching a video by the farmer who runs uh, Singing Frog Farm in Sonoma County. 
and he said that for every 1% of soil organic matter in one acre, you retain 20,000 gallons of water. Wow. Gold Roots Farm, another, another farm that, uh, that I've been you know, in conversation with, who are friends with, um, that are up-and-coming young farmers, go and get their lettuce at the uh, Saturday Farmer's Market. <laughs> they have increased their soil organic matter by 6% in one year. And if you calculate that into one acre, that's 100,000 gallons of water that they're retaining that were not getting retained the year before. And all of that water, when it's retained in these top layers, generally infiltrate down to the aquifer and recharge the aquifer. So it keeps the cycles going and it keeps the ground wet, which encourages the other hydrologic cycles of rain and strong trees that don't die in droughts because the water is, the water is retra- retained there in the topsoil. So our goal is, you know, on the little two acres that we're running, if we can, if we can get 10% organic matter over a couple of years, it's over 200,000 gallons of water that are going to be retained on the land and that's continuous not just a one-time recharge so let's talk about really the the to me the magic of csa community supported agriculture let's talk about your ideas for fair share and how that works into the worker and you know having fair wages and fair price for your goods so fair share is an idea from permaculture, one of the one of the principles of permaculture, and it applies not just to the humans on the farm, but also everything else. Uh, not being a farm whose sole goal is to kill every competitor means that we're offering a fair share to the ants and the slugs and the bugs. And while we don't invite them, and we certainly welcome their predators to show up and, and manage <laughs> the populations, you know, we're not banishing them. And when it comes to to humans, we deserve to be able to make a a good life for ourselves off of the work that we're doing and anybody who works with us also deserves that and whatever it takes to make sure that that we're capable of doing that that's how we'll adjust our prices we've also been toying with other other pieces of how we can be creative like including a five dollar optional fee on the csa to pay for the carbon sequestration we're doing that makes the farming a little Mm -hmm. bit more difficult and tedious okay Um, Mm -hmm. so uh yeah that's kind of the principle Let's talk a little bit about Rock Creek, you know, why you came up with that name. I, I'm doing a little bit of research. I guess there's a reclamation district there. I mean, how familiar are you with Rock Creek and, you know, how did you come up with this name? We were looking at names and uh, we had a few and our, our, our basic tenant is the name has to speak something about the place that we're, we're right. at. Uh, we're in the Rock Creek drainage of the Big Chico Creek watershed and it seemed like a, like a proper homage to the water that keeps us, keeps us going. Anything you'd like to elaborate on more or something we haven't uh, talked about we could uh, talk about now before we close? Eric Chisler? You know, I, uh, I, I'm, an, I'm a word nerd. Language is my, is my first love. And I was reading about the, the word farmer. And it literally means one who upholds life and provides life. And I hope that what we're doing out there is true to the title that we've taken on. All right, Eric Chisler, thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. Guillermo Mash, on behalf of Imagining Community and our entire extended community of Butte County and beyond, thank Eric Chisler and his longtime friend Tony Delgado for starting a new regenerative farm CSA here in Northern California. I, I do want to say in researching this no-till practice, there was a wonderful article that just posted on agricultural.com. You can find it in 
this segment's text, the link to it, but it's called No Till Saved Their Farm. Frustrated by back-to-back years of drought, Alan Johnson bucked a trend 40 years ago and tried his hand at no-till. It made all the difference. Thank you for listening to Imagining Community on your favorite podcasting platform. We also share our visuals and words on Facebook and Instagram at Imagining Community. Please enjoy our segment-ending song, The Men That Sell the Water, by Jim Brobeck, who has a catalog of music on SoundCloud under James Brobeck. Until the next time, always remember, if you have a roof, be grateful. The men who sell the water want more cash to build some dams, but they'll never satisfy Stuart Resnick's demands. They say they want sites why they're punching in new wells, the Tuscan. Soon be theirs too, sell if we don't watch our wells. I'll watch your wells now. The water used to run all year round. Now by the summertime it's flowing deep underground. The man sell us back our water like we're fish on a line Trying to turn our blood into wine Dig your hole in the ground, gnarly way to hell Tell it no fresh water in the well, well, well When you're down on your knees with nothing left to sell Just dig a little deeper in the well, 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 well your soul take care you won't end up with a deep salty hole till we pay the price we don't know the worth of fresh air fresh water leave that fire in the earth dig your hole in the ground all the way to hell till there's no fresh water in the well 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 when you're down on your knees Nothing left to sell Dig a little deeper Oh well, 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 well Whoa. The man who stole the water swim forevermore but he'll never see the shine of that golden shore that faint white light will haunt his heart till he's only a memory lost in the dark